three hours are about change. But change with benefits. To me, the three hours are about the three hours means better welfare and better science. For me, the three hours are about the need to do better science. Animals are crucial for so much research. The three R's are making sure that you can find a framework to do all of this. Welcome to the April edition of Three Minute Three R's a monthly podcast where we cover three topics that advance efforts to reduce, replace, and refine the use of animals in research. We don't have much time, so let's head outside. A recent feature published in PNAS asks what happens when laboratory mice go wild. While mice are not men, they are commonly used to study human disease. Despite the impact of environment on genetic susceptibility to disease in humans, The majority of preclinical mouse studies are performed in laboratories where researchers can control most environmental conditions. While such control may be necessary to ensure scientific rigor and reproducibility, even well-designed experiments may not enable mice to experience the range of environmental variables that affect disease. Dr. Andrea Graham of Princeton University moved her mice outdoors. In this work published in PLOS Biology, the semi-natural environment affected immune susceptibility to parasitic worms in the digestive tract called nematodes. Dr. Wayne Potts of the University of Utah has been studying mice housed in structures that function much like barns for nearly 30 years. Work from his lab, published in Evolutionary Applications, demonstrated that this barn-based approach can detect drug risks previously undetected by traditional studies. Growing numbers of scientists are using more naturalistic environments with the aim of complementing traditional studies with those that may have more translational relevance. Is such an approach pushing science toward a paradigm shift, or is this too wild for the field of medical research? While there are still a number of unknowns, it's clear that results can be different when mice are moved from their cages to wilder conditions. Back in the lab, let's talk about pain. Identifying it is an important task for anyone working with research animals, but it's hard to do when your patient can't talk. Grimace scales to identify signs of pain have been developed for a variety of animals and may well hang in your facility. Learning the scale's proficiency, however, takes time as does applying it cage after cage and animal after animal. Given advances in machine learning, such repetitive tasks may be ripe for automation. Writing in the journal Molecular Pain, a collaboration between Grimace scale developer Jeff Mogul and Mark Zilka's lab at UNC Chapel Hill describes an automated mouse Grimace scale. The team successfully trained a computer algorithm to recognize pain from thousands of images of mice, with results comparable to a human scorer. Though the current iteration is binary and limited to white mice, future development will hopefully make pain assessments much less of a pain. And finally, let's jump to the end. When studies include death as an endpoint, it is crucial to find reliable predictors of mortality so pain and distress can be minimised through the appropriate use of euthanasia. This is made more difficult when there are few outward clinical signs of impending mortality and rapid progression after these signs are observed as is the case with rabbit models of anthrax infection. This is being studied by David Dawson and colleagues at the US National Biological Threat Characterization Center and was published in November 2017 in JLAS. The publication explores how telemetry can be used to refine endpoints through continuously monitoring the body temperature of New Zealand white rabbits infected with anthrax. In 100% of cases, significant increases in body temperature preceded death and even preceded the observation of clinical signs of mortality by up to two days after which death occurred rapidly. This study demonstrates the value of telemetry in predicting mortality as early as possible, allowing for the avoidance of unnecessary suffering while still obtaining valuable data. That's all for now. 
This podcast was produced with contributions from the North American 3Rs Collaborative, Lab Animal, and the NC3Rs in the UK. Tune in next month for more 3Rs research. You can subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. And in the meantime, don't miss updates online. Visit na3rsc.org and nc3rs.org.uk for their latest news. And you can find the latest issue of Lab Animal at nature.com slash L-A-B-A-N. Thanks for listening.